I like oh, to no. think the mana cost is two because the concept of one v one, one plus one <laughs> equals two. <laughs> Are we done? <laughs> Do we have to cancel the podcast? Are we done? <laughs> Lose my number. Have we never contact me again? <laughs> Casuals of Runeterra episode two. I'm your host, Ryan, here with your other host, Hetch. Hello, hello. See, we did it. We didn't say, well, I'm going to say Andrew to let them know that we didn't say what Andrew. What the hell? That was supposed <laughs> to be the, only the first episode. All right. So now now the, any newcomers that we get, we're giving them special treatment. We, like, this I is know, how right? we lose fans. Our OGs I, are over there I'm, just going, I knew it. I didn't need to be told again. <laughs> I'm hoping that our repeat <laughs> listeners... Um, we'll get that joke because I promised I was going to use Andrew on the socials and communication, but I'm not doing that anymore. <laughs> so I've already broken one promise and they've known us for one episode. <laughs> we can't be trusted. We can't be trusted. <laughs> on that note, please, please leave a like, comment, I know, subscribe. right? I know, right? So like the housekeeping up top. So naturally, now that we're up on places and we have things in place. You know, currently you can listen on SoundCloud and YouTube. Uh, pick there. I've noticed a lot of people like to listen on YouTube. Uh, now that they have their, you know, you can listen with it closed and such. Uh, so obviously on there at Casuals of Runeterra um, or on SoundCloud at Podcast Cor. We now have a Twitter. Right, we're in the loop. We're, Woo, we're in we the zeitgeist. <laughs> um, you can follow on there to keep up to date on episodes. We post those, pu- push those there as well every time. Uh, that's podcast cor as well and then coming soon naturally so we're gonna wait till probably like episode three or four um to submit to itunes spotify google podcast stitcher deezer all the good stuff um so that more people have the access to the one of their choice and no matter what platform you prefer you know we would like it if you leave us a review if you like it like it and follow it right (laughs) um even if you don't like it leave a short review and a comment you know one word works be like great And then put put five stars oh or thumbs God. up emoji. Not even one word. We're in a listen. We're in a new age. Just put an emoji if you can. Put an emoji. Yeah. Yeah. And then, I, I, even if you don't like it, it'd be great to just leave like a comment yeah. review. Like uh, especially if it could be something structural. Like that's a big ask from the internet. But yeah, like feedback. any chance that feedback is we could try to. Any chance we could try to improve, it would be great. Yeah, and finally, in the theme of this episode, we challenge you to tell uh, one friend about the podcast. Uh, <laughs> we'll come back around uh, to that. He did it. <laughs> <laughs> the mad lad, he did it. He did it. He did it. All right, let's get on with the episode. For Damasia again. We love Damasia so much, we're back. Uh, but first, let's go ahead and talk about what decks we've been playing. Uh, or deck we've been maining. Um, me... Shen Barrier Aggro. So I was looking at some charts the other day, and it said that Shen is one of the underplayed champions, although he's balanced pretty much where he needs to be. It's just, I guess people are are looking at other things as more of a fun playstyle. Shen fits really well into my playstyle, so I'm enjoying that. I got the list from Strife uh, Crow, if you want to find him on. He's a streamer, popular Hearthstone player that kind of retired a bit, Um, but now he's back in the card games, and it's great. So he blessed me with this gem. 
he has a great mind oh, for dude. any card Insane. game. So, and he does a great job of just kind of walking through his thought process mm-hmm. too. He does it a little better than a lot of other streamers. If you want to check him exactly. out, exactly. Very, very explanatory on all his decision making. He talks out loud. Something I've practiced doing in my own space is just talking through what I'm doing to get better. But it yeah. plays the standard package people have seen from the Fiora Shen package. Um, where you have those caretakers, which are the ones that get buffed whenever a barrier is given. Uh, it plays Shen, plays Fiora. It doesn't rely on Fiora, though, so it's not deck based around her. Um, and then at the top end, you're playing the uh, Bright Steel Formation uh, to essentially close the game out uh, with that that barrier overwhelm. And then you're playing in a in a way where you have spells that protect your characters because – most of the most of the followers in Damasia and Ionia are just high value in general, or in Damasia are high value. Um, so you're protecting them, and then with bubbles and such like that. And then you have like a few denies in case you need them, and then also that recall ability, uh, which is beneficial for cards that are very difficult to handle, um, like Hecarim, just bouncing back and then killing the next turn. Yep. Right? Uh, what are you playing? Yeah. Um. I I have been mostly playing a Demacia Noxus uh, rally aggro mm-hmm. list with um with Lucian and Katarina. Okay. And especially once you get Katarina to flip or in the cases that you get Lucian to flip, it is a beating. Yeah. Um but it's definitely it is definitely more along the lines of a true aggro deck uh compared to any other card game. Mm-hmm. So once if you're getting into the higher turns and you've got like two cards in hand and you don't have an answer to the board state you it's like okay okay thanks thanks for playing gg i'm out of here because it like the the whole plan is going to be killing um straight up but it the rally really does kind of abuse a lot of fun cards that i don't see a lot like the um vanguard first blade which is the oh yeah you told me about that 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 turn yeah (laughs) It gets like I had it, yeah, because that was a turn where it was what I was telling you about yeah. was a opening up with an attack. So I get to attack with a two two that becomes a four four. So it, the card gets plus two plus two mm-hmm. every time it attacks, yeah. and I rallied two times. In that turn. <laughs> so it's. So you're playing basically a four four, right? Yeah. And then, and then the four four becomes a, a ten ten. All of a sudden, it's like, what do I do? What do you, what do you do to that? The but thing I like about that interaction for that deck you're playing is that if you can catch them tapped out, oh mm-hmm. GG, right? If especially yeah, if you it, only have if you if you still have mana open and they commit to something that you can you know play around, it's it's pretty much GG from that point because you flip the momentum to your side so heavily that they can't climb back out of that hole. No, no, absolutely. And I like with you talking about your barrier deck, that's like one thing that I don't have is that kind of creature stability. I am really dependent on just kind of like getting an attack in. Um, So I'm, I'm definitely counting your life a lot more than trying to count on my minions for stuff. Yeah. It reminds me of, uh, there was a pro player named Sam Black uh, from Magic who has been there forever. And one of his approaches, he talked about his approach to playing against opponents is that he's always trying to figure out how to get you to zero, right? But he doesn't care what's in your hand. He doesn't really care. He's trying to figure out the most convenient ways 
with little interference to get your health to zero. Yeah. <laughs> which is essentially what this cat and Lucian deck yeah. does. Yes. Uh, another card I get to abuse too is um, Decisive Maneuver. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you know that one just hearing it because I never see this card. Which one's that again? But it's it's a five mana fast spell from Noxus that is stun an oh, enemy yeah. and give all allies plus two uh-huh. plus zero. It's a um, finisher, so, yeah. Yeah. Ob- well, and not only is it a finisher, but like you get more value out of it because of the rally. Yeah. Because that plus two plus zero sticks. Yeah. Um, but the another thing with it that I didn't know this interaction until I actively started playing it. Um, the spell can't fizzle. So you have like as long as you have an enemy to target, mm-hmm. you target that enemy and then it doesn't matter what your opponent does to interact with that minion that you targeted. Mm-hmm. If they recall it or if they glimpse beyond it mm-hmm. um, before your spell interacts, your spell still triggers. Yeah. Okay. So you can't ever lose that plus two plus zero for the turn. Nice. So, so you still get at least half the card value. So you don't lose. You never yeah. lose the full card. That's also you never lose a full card. That's always, that's always a good a good thing to have. So um, let's get into our main topic for Damasia again. Um, so this time we're we focusing on a different part of the Damasian lore, uh, which is related to Fiora and Lucian. So obviously you have the Crown Guards to focus there. But we're looking at the, you know, kind of two side stories. You know, the Laurents are a different family, different focus, different views that kind of still fit within Damascian culture. And then Lucian's kind of an adopted um, person to the city because he never really likes the city. And we'll get to that. But let's talk about spells first. So the spell I picked for this episode is single combat. Um, so single combat it's a great pick. yeah thank you is naturally it has fewer in the picture it's a two mana cost uh fast spell that says an ally and an enemy strike each other fight mechanic uh fight mechanic is something we've seen in a lot of card games it's prevalent in uh magic the gathering in the red green format uh of yes. that and it's simple. You take the stats of one character and the stats of the other one chosen and they attack each other and then the results come out and it's outside of the standard combat scenario. So it's a form of removal that still involves using creature cards, which is why it always feels fair because um, I know a lot of people who just get their card blown up by a removal spell. They're like, oh, no, that doesn't feel good. Right. Um, whereas, hey, if your character can live or if you can play something to protect your character, that's cool. Yeah, and I I I love fight mechanics too because it just kind of you love I, bar fights. I, what I, just, I love the yeah I I want I want bloodshed. All right, I don't want to <laughs> like I'm not the kind of player that's just gonna you know I I don't want to be sitting there holding open my mana and just like destroy yeah. something out of the void. <laughs> I I want I want our creatures to butt heads against each other. I want my my big brain imagination of two armies yeah. clashing. I want the clash, baby. I want the clash, baby. So. so I dug a little bit for the flavor on this one, and I want to know what you think. So for the mana cost, I like oh, to no. think the mana cost is two because the concept of 1v1, one plus one <laughs> equals two. <laughs> Are we done? <laughs> Do we have to cancel the podcast? Are we done <laughs> Lose my number. Have we never failed? contact me again? <laughs> Have we failed our listeners? But no, I, th- I, I know that's that's really the deep dive. Yeah. Obviously, uh, well, yeah, it, it, it ta- you know it's a two mana spell because it takes two to tango. <laughs> <laughs> 
I think I think the biggest concept here they probably didn't go that deep for it um but the biggest combat or, or concept is that obviously single count combat is a huge thing in the Laurent family like dueling is their honorable way of fighting it's not two armies clashing um the Noxus side of you know like Noxus likes to overwhelm their enemies by any means necessary it's completely like honorable in their eyes to if you have a you know you choose your strongest champion I choose my strongest champion and then they duel and then we decide where honor lays afterwards yeah. And it it really digs deep into just Fiora's story as mm-hmm. well because she she attained her position not only by single combat but through single combat with her father. Exactly. So it's that the Laurent family is very much like the like if you're going to bring out like honor and the great combative like single effort. Like the Laurent house is what you're going to think of first. Exactly. Like Crown's Guard is or where Lux and Garen are from. They're the ones that are like for king and country mm-hmm. where Laurent is going to be like putting yourself like making yourself a better person every single day Yeah, through martial uh, prowess. Exactly. So. That's a, that's a, that was it, poetic. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So to yours, your spell for this this episode, which actually kind of feeds off of this. Yeah, I, I I definitely wanted to call it out too because it's I don't even play this card. <laughs> like, I, like I don't see anyone playing it, but um like uh, on guard, yeah. which is a three mana burst spell and gives al- allies challenger for the round. And I I did build a deck mm-hmm. that used on guard, uh, but the only deck that I really have found like a good use for it has been like a mono Demacia you know, mid-range aggro-ish deck of just poop out your stats, drop your hand on the board, and pray to God you hit. Yeah. Um, but on guard, like, it it feels really nice as far as in a card game just to be able to control how blocking works, especially yeah. since blockers are the ones that determine how combat mm-hmm. goes. So having that power to, as a, an aggressor, to decide who's going to hit and who's going to hit what like that's it is a powerful effect and i do think that a better deck builder than myself will be able to like really find the potential in it but you know it's the perfect card for this episode because fior is longing for a worthy opponent and she's gonna find it. <laughs> exactly gonna find it's, that opponent you, you hit a, a major point there where it's been i don't say distilled but it's, people have understood now especially the higher end players that this game does favor the blocker. Uh, so to your point, like you said, being an aggressor, being able to choose your blockers for that turn is a huge swing of momentum if you do it right. Uh, because it, it's one of those things like, hey, and this makes this game feel so good is that, hey, you have this advantage now where you get to choose your blockers, but you could screw this up and put yourself in a worse position, right? If you don't yeah. really think through the possible outcomes. Uh, so that, that's you know, another but reason why this that, game is that's awesome. What's- and that's what's fun about any card game is yeah. that like there's if, if it's just you no know, brain yeah. decide like that that's gonna get boring in like an hour yeah. but the other cool part the, is the order right because it attacks left to right so that's another thing you have yeah. to keep in mind it's so cool <laughs> i i've like i still get burned on that too yeah. like and it's my favorite mechanic so far in the game is that it does resolve in a certain way instead of everything happening at once. Mm. So there's just so many different ways to manipulate it. 
and I I don't even think I un, that I know all the ways to manipulate it, and that it's just every time that something new is popping up on that stack of just combat, yeah. it's just like okay, cool, cool. I've learned a new interaction nice. today, and I'm always excited to try to find a something new to abuse. Yeah, man. So let's take it into the followers now. So we have two followers here. So for mine, I went with the Laurent, and I spelled it wrong. Prodigy. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, or, or sorry, not prodigy. Is it prodigy or protege? Protege. Protege. I dude, it's protege. Um, yeah. but I always get those mixed up. So I spell Laurent wrong, and then I'll spell protege wrong. Yeah, uh, I spelled it wrong. Let's talk about the prodigy. <laughs> protege. Prodigy. The prodigal protege. son. Uh, the so Laurent uh, protege is a challenger card. It's a two four body for three that has challenger which you know kind of fits here uh i like the art mainly because he looks so smug it's kind of like when you hear the name laurent that's kind of what you think is he's you know confident in battle and based on his name and the way the picture is shown it seems like he's being groomed to take on fiora right to challenge her um because based on her lore we'll see how many times she's dueled um you know people for the honor of her family and we'll talk about that whole journey but yeah, so it, it you know it looks the card is kind of a full package, and then from the mechanic side, a two four body currently in the cards we have is a special thing. You know, being yeah. he's a protege, it's a special thing. So having big butts is like what we call that uh, for a huge defense <laughs> uh, is great as a challenger card because one, it allows you to avoid a lot of popular removal. Uh, so they have to have very specific ways to deal with it, uh, and then. Also, it gives you the opportunity to possibly challenge multiple enemies uh, during the life of the card, uh, which is cool. Yeah, I, I, it's very important, too, that you point out that it, it he got a booty. Yeah, he got that booty. But, um, <laughs> but like, you know, having a big butt on a challenger, like, not only is it very important because, you, you know, like, it gives you the resource necessary to actually use its mechanic, mm-hmm. but none of the other challengers have that yeah. like all of the other challengers are squishy mm-hmm. like they are like you can kind of tell that they've been balanced more to just be a almost like a single time removal spell yes, exactly unless you invest more into it. yeah good point um, so yours here is is the laurent blade keeper and it's kind of pure flavor like also goes into being able to invest more into something because you gotta say the line say the line he's a <laughs> no, I don't. You don't have it in you. <laughs> I don't. All right, you'll keep keep working on it. <laughs> By the end of the episode, how I'm coming back to you. How dare you do this to me? <laughs> but but um, Laurent Bladekeeper is a four mana two three minion, so kind of a worse body for the mana cost. But it has a playability where he grants an ally plus two plus two, Ooh. and. Um, I think I think it's really cool because it you know kind of highlights you know more of like the um, like in any organization that there's going to be people behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. Um, that's true of anywhere. I don't care who you are, what you think, um, but the, it's also a nice effect because you can kind of go more into what other card games refer to as a Voltron style. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm, I'm glad that you're already highlighting this card because I've seen this card mostly played with Fiora. 
like and actively giving Fiora plus two plus two because all of a sudden a five five with challenger <laughs> that needs to kill four things is a lot scarier than the three three. Especially when it's a yeah. champion too. Oh yeah, absolutely. So now so, now we can get into the bulk of what we want to talk about here, lore wise, which is the champions. So yours yes. for this episode is drum roll. <laughs> <laughs> Someone who was longing for a worthy opponent. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> we got one line, folks. We got, we got one line. Out of <laughs> All right, I'm leaving. I'm done. You, you got the rest <laughs> of the episode. Um, but uh, so Fiora, Fiora is um, Fiora Laron mm-hmm. is from the house Laron, obviously. But she, um, as far as in the game, she's going to be a four mana. A champion with three three and challenger and her effect is one of the coolest in the game bar none because it's an alternate win condition of if she destroys if she kills two minions she levels up and after she's leveled up if she's killed four minions the game's over alternative like, win it. conditions yeah and um we we've talked a lot before as far as our opinions on alternative alternate mm-hmm. win conditions so i i know sometimes for you you're kind of like uh <laughs> <laughs> and i i i do kind of love alternate mm-hmm. win conditions as far as just trying to get to them um fioras is one that is a little in my opinion, it's more feels bad because when a Fiora gets rolling, it's hard it, to like, stop it's it. The, I think that this is the best card as far as translated from League of Legends oh, yeah. into Legends of Ruterra because that's what Fiora is like in League of Legends. If she's fed, it's over. Yeah, yeah don't you're gonna have to throw at least three people at her and she might kill them all. <laughs> like it's so I think they translated it well, but I. For the lore of Fiora, the point that we need to point at the most mm. is that she turned down Captain America. She looked Steve Rogers oh, no. in the eye and said, listen here, <laughs> I marry no man. I don't need a man. I'm a strong, independent woman. But for <laughs> <laughs> Before Tomasia, I sp- I spin to win. <laughs> um, so, like, it's never actually pointed out in Fiora's lore because the only thing that's ever pointed out is that she brought shame to the family name yeah. because she turned down a marriage proposal from a very influential house. Yeah, it's never said who she was proposed to be married to. Yeah, exactly. They never give a name. But later, like there are points in the lore where they point out that her father tried to poison a crown guard champion mm-hmm. because of Fiora's because of Fiora's um, kind of slap in the face yeah. of turning down the uh, proposal. So there was a, supposed to be a duel of her father and a crown guard champion. Yeah, and her father he tried to yeah. poison her father. Stated as being good, but not really great when it comes to dueling. Yeah, he's. I think it's more stated that he's just along in years. Yeah, I think he's, older, he's just. Yeah. yeah, he's just an old man at that point, and so it is like in fear of dying in the duel and bringing shame mm-hmm. to the family name. He tried to poison the duelist got to just caught. make him weaker and got caught. Got caught. So then, by Demacia law, like the Laurent house is supposed to lose everything. Yeah. Fiora offers to duel her father for control of the Laurent house yeah. to keep the house name yeah. to at least keep their estate. They already lost all their respect, but then they can keep the estate and it is never 
it is never written down at any point. Like the only thing that's written down is that the only Fiora and her father know what words they exchange between yeah. themselves, but they duel to the death and she kills her father, thus saving house Laurent and then builds house Laurent basically from the ground up into a prominent house again, but one that is more feared because everyone is terrified of Fiora. Yeah. And it's, it's almost this more, it, it also creates this endless loop of her decision that was simply to buck the tradition, the traditions of, you know, a woman of a house being married to another one to bring houses together. And now had, had to, or then having to be the one to kill her father to maintain the status. But then also now you have a female led uh, house, mm-hmm. which is, you know, not, it's kind of a new age thing there in Damasia. Um, yes. It's nothing but constant pushback against tradition and this new age thing. So she's constantly having to duel, constantly having to fight, you know, just verbal arguments to keep that respect that they have to build up. It's crazy how this one decision that could seem so simple and make sense is like, yeah, she doesn't want to marry him. She shouldn't have to marry him kind of thing from our perspective. But in Damascian culture, it's created this whole trickle down. It's affected so many lives. Yes. And so much blood. So, so much, much blood. blood. Like, Cause yeah, with duels, that's the one thing I want to mention is when Laurent's duel or in dueling culture, it's not like a sparring. It's to the death, right? It's there's very, there are some ways I think you can sacrifice. So in one of the stories, uh, Fiora encounters someone who is just speaking poorly about the house in public, like in a public area of Damasia. Yes. She challenges him to a duel. She offers him to take his right ear, and then he also has to apologize, and then everything would be back to status quo. Um, but he decides not to. Slits his throat. We move on. <laughs> yeah, like it, it really is a culture of you know, like take off, take off your silk gloves. Yeah. Slap you in the face. I challenge you to a duel. But but I I, it's great because Fior just becomes feared. Like that's it's not really House Laurent is back in power. Fiora is in power. She's kind of a cold person. Like it's I'm interested to see what they do with her moving forward because I would like to see her kind of grow as a character. Since she is pretty much rigid in she has to be you know steadfast. She she has a younger brother. So that's also a thing that could play on her status as the, as she gets older, stuff like that. Um, yeah. But it would be nice to see her uh, kind of break out of that hard, fast yeah. rule of always having to protect the family name. And I, I think it would be cool if the, whether it's a brother or maybe just like a distant cousin mm-hmm. that Riot decides to throw in to make that like an antagonist yeah. to Fiora's story of trying to overthrow the house. Because it's – I mean there have been so many different like – pop culture shows and stuff that's just kind of that you know the dueling era the you know seven like 18th or 19th century uh dueling environments like so many different dramas as far as like drama within a household yeah and i think that you could make like a fun little story off of that that would also be a cool champion to add in yeah Riot, you can pay me anytime you want. <laughs> so let's take this to our next uh, Damasian champion, our final one that's currently out, uh, which is Lucian. Lucian. Why did I say Lucian? I got Lucian. 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 A very popular character uh, when he came out, just because he looks cool. I mean, who doesn't like? Oh, he's, he, he looks he badass. Looks badass. Yeah. Like, no one can look at the character and be like, ah, that's whatever. 
But yeah, so Lucian is a two mana, which is very low for a champion, a three two with quick quick attack. Uh, and if he sees four of his allies die, or if he sees Senna, Sentinel Light die, then he flips. And then when he flips, he has the first time an ally dies each round, rally. We already talked about how strong rally is. Um, and then he goes up to a 4-3. And double attack is something that's unique to these two characters. So yes. double attack is probably the biggest flavor on here because as in the lore – um, when we get to the Senna part, Senna dies. Her soul, she didn't, her soul gets trapped. He takes her up her um, her pistol and it begins dual wielding them, which is not how the Senna of Lights uh, function, right? They usually have one right. one to each. So the fact that he can do that and then fire both, because to fire one, it takes your full conviction because there is no trigger to actually have it fire. So for him to aimless or easily wield two because he has that much built up. Um, drive and and uh, want for vengeance against Thresh helps him to pull that off. And then Senna, which is a card we won't get too deep into, she has the same kind of effect if Lucian dies. Um, she gets the buff, and then she gets the extra pistol, which gives her double attack. So Riot crushed it here. This is this is a great yes. piece of flavor. Yes, absolutely. Like I, when we first, when both you and I first started playing through the beta, like it was definitely moments of just whether we were doing like an expedition or we were deck building around Lucian of Senna dying, mm. and the the animation that they put in the game of Lucian flipping mm. is gut wrenching. Yeah. So I I. I Pretty Senna! sure I still have it of you, <laughs> of you messaging me going, "Oh my God, Riot! Why you got to break my heart all over again?" <laughs> I remember that. Like, <laughs> I remember that. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. Like it's they they killed, knocked this one out of the park. Yeah. It's absolutely great. Nailed it. Um, yeah, <laughs> nailed it. But I think it's also fun too because it's like the double strike is just always a fun mechanic. It's, yeah. Uh, well, for, for, I, for the attack, yeah. pretty. I, I've been pretty clear that I like to be going on the aggressive side. <laughs> Control so, is yes, not double, like this. <laughs> double strike is the best, mm-hmm. but um. So I I I love that. Like you pointed out, they're really the only ones that have it. Like exactly. there's plenty of first strike. We don't ever see double strike outside of these dual wielding motherfuckers, and I love it. <laughs> um, I love so the it. lore piece of this, you know, we can talk about a bit is essentially this adventure. So Lucian is never really originally a part of this Central of Lights. His father is, um, but kind of keeps him in Damasia, keeps him there and safe while he goes out on these expeditions. Uh, at one point, his father falls. This woman shows up. She brings him his weapon and says, you know, I've you never met me. I traveled with your father. We did these expeditions together um, to cleanse evil, and he's no longer with us. And Lucian's like, listen, then I have no reason to be in Damasi. He doesn't really like it at all. Um, that, Or he doesn't like it that much. He doesn't like the culture, the views. Uh, so he says, take me with you and, you know, tell me about my father kind of thing. So they travel. You have the rom-com thing. He teaches her. Like, he, wait, wait. <laughs> she teaches him to fight. He teaches her how to love. You know how this works. <laughs> that rom-com. Th- thanks for ruining the lore for me. But, you know, it, it's all... It's all until we run into the evil warden that is Thresh, which he'll have his episode. 
But yeah, so they run to Thresh, they fight Thresh. It goes wrong because Lucian gets arrogant, Senna gets trapped. Uh, and then it spends his good chunk of his life chasing Thresh through all these different scenarios across the country or the the Runeterra, right? To find her, fight. He, there's multiple fights. And when I think about it, you know, you mentioned with like House Laurent, how many series you have, like Game of Thrones, these things that deal with houses, right? Whereas when I look at Lucian's story, I think about like Westerns and I think about the traveling duelist where he's going from town to town to find that one guy and he runs into either the same guy over and over and he somehow slips through his hands a couple times um, or he fights other people on the way and meets other characters on the way. Uh, so that would be a great, in my mind, a three-part HBO like miniseries slash one-shot kind of situation. Yeah. Yeah, that that would be absolutely cool. And I, I, I didn't even think of it as far as like being a Western and that like that kind of hits at the perfectly like the nail on the head because it he is just going anywhere and everywhere just trying to get trying to get to thresh he's like i'm i'm going to kill thresh that is his one and only goal and i that would be great i'd watch the crap out of that if that was a tv series Um, and i can't wait we'll we'll get there we'll get the shadow Isles soon sooner than later um and then we'll we'll Deep dive. Foreshadowing. I know, right? Foreshadowing. Um, so let's get in our, our, our third part, Fate of the Game, uh, and talk a little bit about the state of beta, which came out. Uh, there was an article that was posted uh, recently. We had a patch, had a bunch of shifts, a bunch of changes, um, but there was mainly one that stood out to you that you wanted to talk about, and that is. Yeah. Uh, that is the balance change to Callista. Mm-hmm. And I. Riot, Riot went ahead and mentioned it within their patch notes that Callisto was by far the m- most underplayed card uh, or champion. And I think that it was also a good timing because we, we mentioned it a lot in the last episode mm-hmm. as far as wanting to see changes to Hecarim. So, you know, nerf Hecarim, buff, thre- uh, buff Callista as far as in the same patch to try to, you know, keep on balance and on theme with within shadow isles not just outright wrecking shadow isles exactly. um and i think it's i think it was very important that callista got changed because even after the change callista is just still underwhelming as far as a champion like i think that just a 4-3 with the a four three with fearsome is just not enough yeah and but that all that being said i'm really excited as far as seeing her i i do want to kind of throw a deck together that is going to be lucian callista yeah just because they they level up in the same manner they both are trying to watch people other people die and (laughs) (laughs) like like we're going to be the sole survivors and it's also a good League of Legends theme of just being like the the eighty carry. Yeah, <laughs> like I need to be the last one alive. I need to carry everybody. Exactly. Um, I like and- it. So uh, full disclaimer: uh, Shadow Isles are my least favorite region, uh, and that's a lot of just me as a player. I I'm not. Whenever something's like popular <laughs> and meta immediately, and yep. it has a clear like no weaknesses and stuff like that, I get pushed. I get standoffish to it. So I have zero copies of Hecarim. I fully, here. <laughs> un, I fully understand what you're talking I about. I think my I think my Shadow Owl region is at four, maybe. Uh, <laughs> and I've played a lot. So I'm 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 immediately I, I'm avoiding it on purpose. But Callista, if I did play it, Callista was definitely a card that stood out to me uh that I wanted to mess with at some point. 
uh, hopefully when it becomes a little more because it, and her original ability was very complex. I mean, it's more, the game's already fairly complex, but her ability yeah. specifically took a lot of finagling to get down. And as you know about card games in general, the goal is if you have to do too many things and have too many things go right for something to trigger, the value just goes down, right? Um, no matter yeah. how cool that thing is, even if it's an alternative win condition. Like think about, we can think about Fiora, which we just talked about. All she has to do is kill four things, right? So then that's all you have to worry about and you can play around that. It's not that, it's an alternative win condition, but the re- the requirements aren't too complex. Um, mm-hmm. So now that they have it where it's just that I've seen four allies die, I think that's becoming more easily understood for a lot of people. It's easier to do in decks that go wide. So spider decks, uh, and such. Yeah. And then her ability on the new, her new ability on the top end is so much more powerful that her flipping yeah. has more effect to it outside of just the fearsome. Absolutely. And I, I do love the change as far as with her flip and my biggest, like the thing that I feel is the biggest weakness is that all the complexity of that card is on the flip. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's like, okay, yeah, this is awesome. I love it, but I got to get it to flip. And so it's kind of, you know, kind of a toss up but i i love to see that they are really working on making some of these weaker quote unquote champions a lot more viable yeah so that's it for us it's we did it second episode we, <laughs> we did we keep it doing it um <laughs> let's finish this episode by saying laurent with our best accent um, <clears throat> i'll go first <laughs> laurent <laughs> I didn't roll the R enough, I feel. I feel like... (laughs) Oh, you climbed all the way up into your nasal cavity with that one. (laughs) Okay, okay, okay. I'll play play along with you, but I'm also going to shout back as far as to a previous request. Laurent is born with blade in hand. Nice, nice. (laughs) (laughs) There's your voice line. There's your voice line. (laughs) Um, Let's see if we can get Riot to put that one in. And take oh out the <laughs> free of charge, right? Free of charge. Yeah. Oh but, my yeah, god! So I, leave your body. Leave Andrew. your body. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, thank you for joining us for another episode. Uh, thanks for listening, and we'll be back soon with the next episode. Take care, everybody.